live. Oh, I hit the wrong one. We're, now we're live uh, on a trade deadline 2019. Nerder, she wrote the back to back podcast produced by Jade Hoy. I'm your host, Dave DeFord. Joining me as always, Coach David Thorpe. Coach, yes, things are heating up. Marcus Gasol just got dealt to the uh, Toronto Raptors. We've got an arms race in the East. Now that LeBron's not there, everybody's try- trying to take a swing at the finals. That's what I was thinking. We thought, I thought last year there was that opportunity. Well, there was. I mean, there was seven, some couple of seven-game series. Um, but there's clearly an opening there. And oh, Jade, tell me. Jade, always tell me to turn my speakers on. You think you remember. <laughs> I always always do, and it's just never enough. Um, I think the East is incredible. Yeah. It's going to be um, so fun, and I don't think it's over yet. Not just for the next hour, but buyout candidates. Um, uh, there's, there's still an arms race going on there. there. You know, the Sixers have some depth issues still. Um, let's see what Toronto – I mean, t- Toronto might be the biggest winner uh, getting us all. It's it's huge. Uh, um, okay. So the the deal uh, it just came down per Woj. Um, it's Delon Wright, C.J. Miles, Jonas Valanciunas, and a 2024 second round uh, pick for Marcus All. Um, this gives them. I mean, that's a, that's a heck of a center rotation that they've got there because they can go super small with Siakam. Um, they've got a Baca who's been their starting center most of the season. I'm assuming he'll just slide to the four. Yeah. Well, it depends on the matchup too in the yeah. season. It gives them, it gives them a lot of flexibility. And in the month of November, I thought Marcus Hall was a runaway defensive player of the year. It was, it was a month. He was a runaway defensive player of the month. And, um, I personally think he just realized this is just a circus shit show. We suck. And, uh, the coach sucks. Um, my teammates were pretty good actually, but we're not going to, when, when, when you, when you are not getting coached, you know, you're going to lose games because of it. And good I, players want to be coached too, by the oh, way. Yeah. And, and it's not just about being coached in terms of moved around. Like, like your chess piece, you, you, we, I mean, I've had, you know, dozens of players say these kinds of things to me over the years at every level. Uh, coach just doesn't have it. That kind of thing. You know, in a timeout coach doesn't have it. Our plan wasn't very good going into the game. Whatever. The, the players, they tend to want to believe in their coach until they suddenly stop believing. And I think Mark stopped believing by mid-December. Like, he was done. And so, if Nick Nurse is as good as they say, I don't really know. We'll see his talents, you know, higher than what Memphis has had, his talent level. And so, we'll see how good he is. But that Marcus all uh, gives Toronto every bit the chance to, to be champions uh, that people think Philly and, and certainly Milwaukee with Miritich and Brooke Lopez at four or five present it's, it's going to be like the West finals have been the last few years. That final four is going to be just amazing. And even maybe before that, maybe second round might be good too. Yeah. And the, the best team in the East right now got better. They picked up Nikola Miritich who yeah. was, he was huge last year for, for new Orleans. I mean, yeah. he was the reason that they actually uh, made their run to get to the playoffs after boogie went down. And then got him and, you know, helped get him into the second round. And now he's going to be there out there with Brooke Lopez and Giannis. I mean, they're going to be bombing threes. I, I don't know how teams are going to be able to keep up. Uh, and he's not a terrible defender. Um, I, I The way I see it, the two best teams in the East just got better. Oh, and a trade that happened the other night. Tobias. Tobias Harris. 
is in Philadelphia. So Philly now has like four guys, one of whom is the most efficient 20-point scorer in the league, Tobias Harris, who they just added, has been the number one guy for like the last three years. And now he's coming, being asked to spot up and and be the the fourth best guy. And he shoots like 44 or 45% spotting up. It's an embarrassment of riches right now in the East. I mean, now listen, it's all academic because they're most likely going to get to the finals and lose in, you know, five games. But you never know. I mean, one Curry injury, one Kevin Durant press conference meltdown. Yeah, you just stole my line. What, I, what I've been saying for all of this arms race before it started was you got to give yourself a, a Steph Curry ankle injury away from a championship. That's what you got to do if you're in the East. You you have to you have to put yourself in position and then hope Steph hurts his ankle or knee or whatever because they can afford to lose KD or Draymond or Clay uh, or even DeMarcus in any one series. I don't think – I think if any one of those three teams in the East, if they're healthy – play a Curry-less team in Golden State, I think the East has a chance to win, a real good chance. If they don't, if Curry's healthy, I, I think the Warriors will win by a lot. They're, like I, I said, maybe maybe their winning streak was at seven or eight games, and I tweeted that they look like they're about to go on a, on a long win streak and they may not lose again kind of thing. Of course, they lost you know 10 days later. Right. I didn't mean they're going to win every game. I just well, meant, they've won 13 out of 14. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, you could just see this is coming, and I just read today – that they're with DeMarcus on the court, they're like plus 15.2. Um, uh, and he's just still figuring it out. So, yeah, they're they're by far the best team if they're healthy. But you got to give yourself a chance, just like Cleveland took advantage of that one time. Otherwise, they'd be otherwise the Warriors would be defending champs four times over. And they're not. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Memphis is actually doing their fire sale. They're They're finally doing it. They missed out on. Moving Tyreek Evans last year at the deadline, thinking yeah. you know they were going to make a, some kind of playoff push or something, um, but they are actually getting their pieces out of Memphis. Finally, it's like the first time in forever that that <laughs> it looks like they might have a competent front office. Um, how do you like that deal on the Memphis end? I want to know what CJ is longer term. Um, I think they're kind of stuck with the style and that, and that's why Valanciunas has some resonance to them. I think they might end up being disappointed. I actually like Jonas, but he, he's just no Marcus all. And, and so I'm not really sure what they're thinking. I, I don't think the market was great for them. I, don't, I know, I know Mark felt like he was going to Charlotte and I, I would have liked that very much, but I, I, cause I like more good teams, not just a few great teams, but the reality is, they did Mark uh, a solid. Mark has done a lot of solids for them. They've done Mark a solid. He, I think he's going to love it. It's an international flavor. Toronto as a city, as a franchise, their GM on down. Um, yeah, I'm happy for both. Uh, Memphis, they're just so in the weeds right now. I don't know where they're going to go. But maybe this was a little bit of machete work. They, I, I, you know, We'll see what happens next hour for, with Conley. That'll be the next big thing. Yeah, the the rumor uh, is that Detroit or Utah, he'd rather go east, and um, you know I don't blame him. Um, but Utah actually could make a compelling offer if the hang up for Utah is they don't want to include Exum. That that's pretty dumb because Conley instantly makes their team better, and he'll be good again next season. So you're going to get at least the rest of this year and next year with good Conley. And he's kind of the perfect complement to Donovan Mitchell and what they try to do on that team. He's a good defender. He can shoot threes. You can play him on or off the ball. He's a good passer. Like Con- Mike Conley's a good player. Yeah, he's a very so, good player. Yeah, he's and Exum, Exum might be at some point. We'll see. I hope. 
You know, he's a very intriguing guy, but I wouldn't let it, you know, if I'm trying to take a swing at, you know, getting the Western Conference Finals, which is, I'm, I'm assuming they are, and, and being in a position, like you said, to take advantage if Steph gets hurt or KD gets hurt or whatever. Um, yeah, I think you you got to take take a stab at it. I mean, you're not going to spend that money anyway. You're not signing a free agent. No. You're not signing a max guy. So just do it. That money What's doesn't your- mean as much to you. I know you ask more questions than me typically, which yeah. is which is completely different than my real life. I'm the most curious little child. Well, ever. you you need to need to chime in with more questions because I'd love yeah. to answer. That's because you always ask them. Uh, what's your favorite deal so far of this last you know, let's say two weeks? I don't I really mind. like. I really like the Porzingis deal. Yeah, that's my pick. Yeah, I, I like the Porzingis. Deal. I, and I, thing yeah. is, I like it for both of them. Yeah. Um. There's been a there, so. There's this thing where people value, I think they overvalue cap space a little bit too much. They get a little too excited about it. Maybe they don't overvalue, but they get a little too excited. I'm excited about players, okay? So there's a couple of things here. First of all, Dennis Smith Jr., I think, is going to be a very good player. So the Knicks got a good point guard, right, going forward. He'll be good, or at least an asset. But they cleared cap space, which means that they're going to be players in free agency, at least well, in theory. in theory, yeah. Right, in theory. Yeah. Um, Dallas is not signing a lot of free agents. So they took a swing on Porzingis. Like they're they're actually star hunting, right? And I think that in the NBA, if you can't sign them, you got to trade for them or draft them. So I thought it was a good play for both teams. And and I'm excited to see if Porzingis is healthy. I'm excited to see Luka Doncic and Porzingis running a pick and roll. Um, Dallas picked up Justin Jackson last night for Harrison Barnes. Justin Jackson is shooting over 40% from three. It's a good, guy, a to good guy to space the floor. Yeah. They yeah. got Tim Hardaway Jr. in this deal, who I don't know if you watched Dallas last night, I but did. he is already lot. already a folk hero in Dallas because yeah. they love his dad. Like, it's a really cool thing. Like, yeah. I think it is uh, – there are things that you can root for. And, I, like, again, I spend too much time probably talking to other media guys who pay too much attention to asset collection. Getting excited about a second-round pick or cash considerations – I, I, that's just not me. I can't do it. Like I pay attention to it and I talk about it, but like the things that get me excited are the Knicks might be good next year. Cause they might sign KD and that the Dallas got Porzingis and Luca and some pieces to go with them and could have a really young fun team in a, in a city that's, I mean, they've been a good basketball organization for like 20 years. Like this is objectively a good thing. Like both, te- both teams won, but the Porzingis deal is definitely my favorite one. What about you? So you feel the same way? Yeah, I like that. Uh, I, I think Porzingis can be spectacular. I think Luka is going to be fantastic. And so I also think I tweeted last night that I kind of feel like Brooklyn is this incredible place that is just waiting for one of the top players in the world to say, I- I'm going to go make that my team and I'm going to be the coolest cat in all the land. Because KD! Whoever, KD should go is. there. I would love for KD to go <laughs> there. It would be perfect. Um, I'm a big, I, I love the area. I love visiting Brooklyn. Uh, I, mean, I love New York City, too, but I love Brooklyn in particular. And I, I, I just think that it's got it's the only city, I think, uh, having traveled to some degree globally, uh, that just has a cachet to it in so many cool spots all over the world. Uh, like if you've been to Tel Aviv, it, 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 will, it will never leave you. If you've been to Brooklyn, it'll never leave you. And I mean it in a good way. Like it's a special place and it's got some history that can be a little uh, granular and rough, which, which I think kind of helps the culture of, of what I'm talking about. So I think someone should grab it. But separate from that, I think that's kind of a secret that, that, that hasn't been let out yet. 
I think the Mavericks secretly have a really great franchise to play for. I don't think the average person understands. Uh, Mark, Mark, I mean, I, I wouldn't call Mark a friend of mine. We've, we've eaten meals together. We've talked and then texted a lot, even during some really rough things that he's said or done. I've always texted him and he's always responded, but I wouldn't call his friends. But uh, he might be a weird guy in, in a lot of different reasons. Probably he's doing HGH or whatever because he looks 25. Uh, but I think he's done a fabulous job with his franchise. I really okay. do. P- players, players feel a real sense of pride. They know they're being treated first class, first class. And I think the league is there are more than a few teams doing this now. Uh, and and I, I hope that continues. But uh, if they can get Luca and Porzingis operating a full blast, which I think Rick can do, they're well on the way to being right there as the Warriors, if they break apart a little. Wherever Curry is, that's the best team in the league. And then after that, I think Dallas can make a real fun run. Yeah. Um, they definitely don't skimp on on the extras for the basketball ops stuff. I mean, they, they have the first-class facilities. All the stuff that we've complained about the Lakers not doing, Yeah, the Mavericks do, right? Yeah. They have it, whatever coaching you need, whatever, uh, yeah. you know, in the weight room, all that stuff. I call it the, it's the Lamar Odom or, or uh, Rasheed Wallace syndrome. When you're just so much better than everybody naturally, you tend not sweat the details. Lamar Odom and Rasheed should be, they were first bout Hall of Fame talents who, in my opinion, were, were bitter disappointments compared to what their potential was. They were good players, obviously, very good. Yeah. Uh, the Lakers are spoiled by the same, they, they have too much talent in a sense because of the FLA and their history. Dallas has to grind. And so they do. They do it. All right. Before we move on to trade stuff, unless there's a new trade happening, because I'm not following no. it like you are. Nope. I, I've right. got it pulled let's, up. Don't worry. Let's let's talk about KD. Okay. You go first. This is on the list. Yeah. Um. I think by now everyone that's listening or watching on the on the live stream on Twitch probably probably saw the press conference or at least heard about it. Hopefully, you've also read Ethan's sort of. I, I hate to call it a rebuttal, but it, it's a response that he posted today Can on the Athletic. It? Is it long? Yeah. Um, it's it's not it's not too long. Uh, Jade, are you there? I don't I don't know if Jade's. Hey, can we read this thing from Ethan on the uh, like on the pod? Marcin Gortat just oh, got waved. Sorry, again, I did the mute thing. I was just gonna say yeah. I bet he muted it. God, Jade. Um, uh, let me buttons. just paraphrase yeah, go ahead it. and read it, Dave. It's pretty long. Well, it's pretty it long. Is, it's not that long, but I've read certain parts of it that are key. Okay. So uh, I'll start with the beginning. Um, you guys really don't know shit, Kevin Durant told reporters attending his February interview session in response to a question about a rumored exit. He wasn't happy with the way the media was approaching it. Um, that was before he left Oklahoma City. So this is not something – something new, right? Like KD has had an adversarial relationship with the media since he was in Oklahoma city where he was actually shielded completely from any media scrutiny. Really? Like they don't have to answer questions ever. Um, let's see. Uh, I, you know what? I'm not going to read this whole thing. Cause it, it, it really, you should read it so you can see the whole thing yeah, instead of me I, paraphrasing I, I, it. I heard it hit, hit the bullet points. It's fantastic. The biggest things, my takeaways from it is that Ethan Strauss is doing his job. K, the KD might leave thing is a story, I, plain and simple. And this league, 
benefits from those kind of stories being out there, right? Like this is, it's a mutually beneficial relationship. Hey, Dave, we Dave, cover Dave, the league. Check out this paragraph, yeah. Dave, uh, it's David Thorpe. Okay. He goes, when it comes oh. to the future, sometimes the media really doesn't know shit. And sometimes as the Yiddish saying goes, the greatest libel yeah. is the truth. You'd think a man holding all the cards wouldn't publicly fret like his hands were tied. You'd think. That's <laughs> so good. He's a genius. He's not yeah, stupid. It, you, you, yeah. you, know, you don't want to play poker with a professional card player. Right. Probably not great to get in a word battle with Ethan, with, uh, with, with him, you know? Well, and all right. So here's – first of all, I actually – I can understand Kevin Durant not wanting to talk about it. I completely understand. Avoiding the media for nine days, that's a huge mistake. What he should have done was that day when people wanted to ask him questions, he should have just said, listen, I'm not, I don't play for the Knicks. I play for the Warriors. I'm concentrating on winning this title. This is the last time I'm going to talk about it. That's it. It's a done deal. The story's done. I mean, the story's still out there, but he doesn't have to deal with um, the media scrum about it, right? So what he does is he ducks the media for like nine days. Literally, the team can't get him to come talk to the media. And then he shows up at the press conference last night where Ethan's sitting right there. And he calls out a guy who can't do anything back. Like, what is Ethan going to do? He just has to sit there. I think that's cowardly. I think it's cowardly. But what did Ethan write that was so wrong? And by the way, I'm— I understand what KD was saying to some degree, although it was stupid because he didn't have to. But what did I mean, Ethan write? The thing about it was the, the the article that Ethan had written originally really doesn't even say he's going to need. Right. It's, it's basically just this purgatory state that he's kind of explaining, right? He's connecting the dots. He probably saw the headline and that's what he reacted to. Yeah, that, he, that's exactly what happened. Which Ethan doesn't no, write. But a lot headlines. of people right. – well, no, no, no. Even, even, Ethan even told us this that was that – People were reacting to it in a way that wasn't intended. Like they were assuming, oh, he's gone. He's going to New York, right? But Ethan's really just kind of laying out a certain environment that's existing in this, the locker room, right? Also, also he – Kevin Durant didn't read it. I think he was reacting to the fact that Bleacher Report aggregated one spicy little detail without all the context that went around it. And so that's on Kevin Durant, man. Like, I'm sorry. Like, how can you how can you comment on something you saw on the internet? I mean, I get it. That's internet culture. But Kevin Durant is is like really trying to take this strong stance against Ethan personally. Which that's the thing. Like, he told a, a room full of grown men to grow up. I'm sorry, man. But like, to my knowledge, Ethan Strauss is not out there with burner accounts arguing with kids in their d- DMs. Right. Pretty much. Uh, Like, who's the one that needs to grow up? And, like, I normally don't do stuff like this, but – and maybe it's just it's a little bit too close to home because, you know, Ethan's our guy. But um, I I think it was garbage. Other than that, everything else that he said was fine. He didn't trade Christoph Porzingis. He doesn't work for the Knicks. I I will operate under the assumption that he is having nothing to do with these moves. Okay, it's fine completely. Everything else he said was fine. But the thing where he went after Ethan personally – and and then the grow up comment. Come on, man. Like, no, this is a business. You need the media just as much as they need you. And by the way, he spent the entire summer with with his representation drumming up interest in what he's going to do next summer because he wanted to do the HBO doc and he wanted to do all this other stuff. And he wanted to do five podcasts with with, you know, Bill Simmons. Like, I'm sorry, man. Don't tell me 
that you're going to go on this parade of like, hey, watch me for a year. You never know what's going to happen. And then, oh, no, I want to be left alone about it. That's that's bullshit. Do you ever see the Howard Stern movie that he started himself about him? Where he played himself? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Private yes. Parts or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good movie. Excellent. Funny movie, yeah. I thought. Like really good. Didn't he yeah. get like a really, really hot woman to be his wife Excellent in there? Movie. Or something? I don't remember that. I remember. Started in, uh, by the way, started here in Hartford at w- WCCC. Yeah, before I went to WNBC. <laughs> uh, so it, it, the great scene in the movie, the kind of climax of the movie is what, the, the climax of the movie is when the, uh, the, the producer, I guess it was played by Paul Giamatti is going to goes to his boss and says the number one reason why people listen to Howard Stern is to hear what he says next. The number one reason his fans, his his haters listen to him is to hear what he says next, meaning everyone's listening to him to see what he says next, whether you like him or not. That That's how Trump got elected, by the way. Uh, this is this is a way to get popular. And uh, I, I almost feel like you, you could argue in court successfully that Durant did yesterday that. Because it makes no sense otherwise. He, he he bad attention is as good as good attention if you're Kevin Durant uh, in the in the grand scheme of things. Again, we elected a, a moron to be president because he was on a reality TV show and pretended to be someone he wasn't. So this is how it works in America. Uh, what agents and I'm I, I would say I'm in a position where I get a chance to mentor a lot of young agents. Um, the older guys do what they do and, and they they know what they're doing. Uh, most of them anyway. Uh, if you really want your client to be handled professionally, well, then he's got to be professional. And so as someone who's dealt with a lot of players in the exact situation Durant's in, minus I've never had a player that looked to me for guidance that was as good as Kevin Durant in a contract year for sure, where they had that much control. But close enough, and certainly guys that had options, uh, they never knew what they were doing in February. Never, which is all he has to say. Right. absolutely possible that if we win in Golden State, I'm going to come back. It's absolutely possible that if we lose, I'm coming back. Here's what I know. I don't think they're going to trade me, uh, uh, which means all I want to do is try to get this third in a row, something that very few players have ever done, and maybe win three straight finals MVPs. He can say whatever he wants selfishly if he wants to. Uh, uh, I'm interested in a lot of places to include where I am right now. Anything else you hear are lies. Right. So media, if you guys want to write stuff, go ahead. Just my fans need to know they're making up stories because any one of my friends uh, knows that I am open and I'm not paying attention until July. I don't have to. Uh, So there's a lesson a lot of business people learn. I'm sure he has as well, is if you don't have to make a decision today, don't wait. So he's going to wait, which is what he should do. Let's see what other teams look like. Let's see how he feels. Let's see what coaches get moved around. You don't know what's going to happen. If he just put it that way, it's it's a done deal. But but the media has an option too, which is just stop talking to him. Right. So here's the other thing. He said a lot of stuff that that isn't getting as much attention that he's dead on about. That dude does come to work every day and do his job, and he does try to play the right way. He like does. I have he does. argued. He is super unselfish when you watch him on the court. Like he will make the right play. Yes, he wants to get his shots, but he's not pouting if no, he doesn't. He, no, he he he's is not a gunner. He's super competitive. Yeah. Like he's a and he's a great player. Now, Ethan yeah. made a point in his in his article. And Ethan made a point and I think this is what touched a nerve with him. I'm just guessing, you know, you know, playing a little bit of, you know, podcast psychologist, but when Ethan brought up the fact that 
Kevin Durant thought when he when he hit that three over LeBron, the dagger yeah. three that we all remember. I mean, it's an iconic moment in NBA history to me. Uh, he thought the next day it was going to be, well, Kevin Durant's now the best player in the world. When really what it became was, well, Steph Curry's still the best player on that team. Like, you're getting those shots because of Steph Curry. Yeah. Now, that's the truth. Well, it, right? it's not true. It's not true that he's getting those shots because of Steph Curry. Well, but you know what I mean. He always got those shots. I'm but saying it's that true that Steph he was the Curry's second best, best player on his team. Right. It is true he's the second best player on his team. I agree. But but that I think Ethan writing that part, I feel, is probably why it got like this. Well, um, that's actually, Dave, that's a super smart point you're making because I've wondered what it is that pissed Durant off. That's probably it, because I doubt he got that from KD. Right. And it, and Ethan was wrong for that. Well, you can ask Ethan. Ethan, even if Ethan says, I got it from one of his, uh, a close friend, that's not good enough. That quote has to come from the player. Right. It has to come from the player or you shouldn't be writing it. And, and, but to me, and Ethan is not just a brilliant guy. I, I've always found him to be a, a, a very humble man. And I think yeah. Ethan would say, if questioned, you know what? I probably shouldn't have written it. Yeah. Because we all make mistakes, as Absolutely. KD does all the time, too. And then and then Ethan becomes more human. Uh, there, there's a chance here for people to grow from this whole thing. Absolutely. I don't know if they will, but I know. I, I hope I hope they, like, talk. Because yeah. here's the thing, man. It's like, yeah. I don't think I Kevin Durant is a bad too. dude. I don't think he's a bad dude. Yeah. And I know Ethan's not right. Yeah. Like, I don't know Kevin Durant personally, yeah. but like we all have a job to do and it's much easier when we get along personally. And this is why I think it was just a mistake to do what he did, where he specifically called out Ethan. He should and, go to I, Ethan you know, privately. Here's That's the thing. Right. We've got like, there are people in the Twitch chat that are saying that you guys are just mad because he called out Ethan. That is exactly my point. If he had called out Nate Duncan, I would, ha I would have a problem with it. Um, or any other like that's the thing. It's like Kevin Durant went from the general you of the media to Ethan specifically, and that's where he crossed the line. And then he did the the grow up thing to a room full of grown men and knowing that no one could say anything to him because no one wants to lose their job or be blackballed or lose their access or any of these things. So, you know, again, I, I don't want to sit here and hammer him anymore because I think, you know, I kind of said my piece. Um, you got anything else on it? Well, first of all, fuck anyone who thinks that I'm somehow defending Ethan. Like he's my best friend. He's well, not. right, right, right. I, I'm just calling it like I see it. Right. And I know this as someone who deals with lots of pro athletes, I get pissed at any one of my guys. If they did that, it's, it's, it's bullshit. It's, it's Bush league. Yeah, it is. If you, if I, you have the, the, the you said this earlier, the media has a place and their place isn't just doing all the things that are more obvious. They also help hype the player. And they also help sometimes cover for the player. They're, 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 every reporter knows things that they just aren't going to go there with. And you know what I mean? It, 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 that, that, what that means is a lot of different things. But they're not looking at – Sam Amick once had an amazing quote to me. We're not trying to solve the Iraq war. There are things that they can keep themselves because it doesn't advance any story that should matter. Okay? So, so they're, they're a necessary part of the game for the players, which means – KD should have contacted Ethan directly. It would have been no problem. Say, yeah. hey, man, I have a problem with this particular thing that you wrote. Right. That is not something I ever thought. Yeah. I, I, LeBron is my idol. I've never, I, I was better than him in that series because my teammates were better or maybe just because I was better in that series. Right. I don't think I'm better than him. Uh, if I he also, had done that way, Ethan would have apologized. Absolutely. And I also I will, I will give Kevin Durant, the benefit of the doubt. I don't think it was anything premeditated. I think when you catch these guys after a yeah, game, yeah, yeah. 
they're emotional anyway. Um, and he, and he clearly was hurt by the, by reading it. And I think that that's what triggered it. I, I mean, I, I will give him the benefit of the doubt on that. Um, and and that last, might be just- last thing on it, uh, this could really work to f- really fuck the league because if I'm Steve Kerr, after the three o'clock deadline today, and after if they pick up a bio guy, wait till your team is set. Mm-hmm. And then you're having a team dinner on the road, which they do. We have a team dinner. I think I think everywhere they go, they have a team dinner, which is super cool. Uh, they they rent out a place in some hotel or whatever, and uh, no one else is allowed in but players and whoever they want to bring in. And then you have a players only meeting, and you say, guys, uh, there is nothing stopping us from our from our third straight and fourth in five years except for us. Let's just fake everything. Smile to the camera. Don't give anyone anything to run with. Be professional and mm-hmm. let's crush skulls on the court and get that third ring. And, and this can galvanize them that way. Yep. Ride it out and have fun. Okay. We got a trade. Boy, the Los Angeles Lakers have traded Michael Beasley and Avica Zubac for Mike Muscala. Um, Oof, can't believe that they moved. Dave. Yeah. This is what I do. Um, uh, just don't ask me to say Zvi Mikhailik, I think is how you pronounce it, but I'm not positive there. I, I feel like I messed it up. Um, also, Scal Labissier was traded to the Blazers from the Kings for uh, Caleb Swanigan. Uh, I want to talk about this uh, Clippers-Lakers trade. Uh, Clippers get uh, – they they waived Marcin Gortat to make room for, uh, for uh, Zubats and uh, good young center. Yeah. Really surprised that I LA traded him because he could wind up. And I say this about every single guy. I wouldn't be shocked if he was the best out of that young core. Right. Like Zubac. he just, he's so skilled, uh, got himself in Zubach. Yeah. Zubach. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. Um, Good job. And, uh, but who's for the Lakers, the what? Oh, who's running the Clippers? Who's making those decisions? Lawrence Frank. Uh, that's little known. Everyone puts it on Jerry West. Lawrence Frank is really killing it. Um, Mike Muscala for the Lakers gives him some shooting so he can stretch the floor a little bit, can play next to JaVale, can, you know, maybe play a little bit of small ball five, but I don't know if I love that. Um, also, it opens up a roster spot for the Lakers so they can finally sign. Wait for it. Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. He's coming. Uh, actually, I, I think uh, they're they're going to try to open up another spot, too, because uh, Wayne Ellington is getting bought out by the Phoenix Suns. So yeah. where's he going to go? I think he's going to go to L.A. Uh, Shelvin Mack was just traded from the Grizzlies to the Hawks. So I think we've caught up on on all the deals um, that have happened since we've been on. Uh, yeah, so the Lakers, let's talk about them real quick. Um, obviously, Anthony Davis was the biggest trade chip that was uh, sort of floated out there, asked for a trade through his agent. The Lakers put all their chips on the table, sort of. Almost every draft pick, they, they did, I think, two. They could have done four and some swaps. They could have done a lot more. But they put every young guy on the table. <laughs> Brian Windhorst said, uh, do you have that quote, Jade? Uh, I do. I do, do, do. Hold on a second, Dave. How's <laughs> everything going over there? How's Florida, Dave? Talking to me? David, sorry. <laughs> I mean, 80 degrees. I was in a tank top. Uh, so it goes like this. Uh, um, it's, it's, a, it's a video quote, though, Dave. Oh, it yeah. is. Okay, well, um, so basically, here's the deal. There's a there's a theory out there that Dell Demps is playing like 15th dimensional chess, and the Lakers just didn't catch up. And essentially, what he has done, 
is disrupted the Lakers franchise by pretending he was going to do a deal with the Lakers with Anthony Davis. So now all these young guys are feeling vulnerable. They all thought they were going to be traded the other night. I thought this trade was happening to the point where we're texting in our group chat. Okay. Are we going to be ready to go live when AD gets traded? It didn't happen. Well, it could, it could still, it, it, it could, uh, but uh, Mark Stein is reporting. They're not even talking. So with 24 minutes until that, the deadline, that, to me, that means they probably are. Well, maybe I, he's really close with people I know, but um, I just I wonder uh, like how fast they're firing everyone in New Orleans. Although the owners are in charge now. Well, this is the thing. Close. So, so Dell Demps, if, if he actually did this, it's one of the greatest uh, roster weaponizations I've ever seen. Right? I talk about weaponizing cap space. So, like if if you and I are rivals, division rivals, East Eastern Conference rivals, and you've got a restricted free agent. Who you think you might be able to get it? Like, let's say you might be able to get him four years, twenty million, and I come in with a max offer, like the Nets have done, which they did with Otto Porter and they did with Alan Crabb, weaponizing that cap space, causing you to spend more money, lock in more years, whatever it takes to get you to to have fewer assets at your at your disposal. Um, if he weaponized the trade block with Anthony Davis to ruin the morale of the Lakers. All while kind of feeling out, seeing what the 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 temperature is around the league, it's genius. But I just don't think that's true. Well, that's so giving him too so much credit. I think that I think that Danny Ainge has been in his ear, and I think uh, Lawrence Frank and Jerry West have been in his ear and saying, "Hey, you hold out till the summer. Let's see what the lottery looks like." I think the Knicks are probably doing the same thing. Hey, we might have the number one pick. You could get Zion Williamson, and then they sent him like, "Here's a dunk highlight reel." Fuck that! They're not trading Zion Williamson. Are you fucking. <laughs> hey man, me? listen, I'm just saying it is in every uh, team's. I'm best not arguing interest. with you that they're not lying to him, right? <laughs> but I don't get his call anyway. If, if if they don't do this deal, it's on ownership. I don't blame Demps. It's on ownership because he he's got to take it to them, right. and just like just like uh, um, uh, was it uh, Bloody Saturday? With Nixon, if if you won't do it, I'm firing you and hiring the next guy. Because the owners got to say to Dems, do this deal, get all those talented players for the Lakers and the picks that we can get, or you're fired. And, and the next guy is going to do it. He's going to get fired too. You have to do it. Because waiting for the summer, because fucking Danny Ainge told you to wait, fuck that. Are you kidding me? Danny Ainge, you might I get can't fucked. wait. I can't wait. And now I, what I do hope with Davis, by the way, what do you do with him? Well, they're going to they're gonna play him. They're going to have to play him because he's healthy. Yeah, that's um, awkward. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and also ruin they if they if they could have moved him, they could have tanked and gotten a, a higher draft pick. Right. Um, we were just talking about Memphis and their inability to get things done. Now, this one, I actually I agree with this one. Uh, they are keeping Mike Conley. They didn't have any deals out there that they felt like were good. Yeah. Smart. Keep him till the summer. And when a team like the Lakers strikes out on Anthony Davis and uh you know, Bradley Beal and whatever else they're trying to do. Well, now you got Mike Conley sitting there. Who's a nice trade piece. Well, but not only that, if, if you're Memphis, Memphis is not a position to just tank tank. Right. I don't think that just in terms of the, as a franchise, they don't want to lose money and all of that. Yeah. Uh, uh, J, J, Jaron Jackson is super special as we've talked about. Okay. This year under his belt, watch how much better he is next year. Okay. Right. Conley is a is a upper level uh, all star level player in many different ways, and he's got years left on his deal. They don't have to tank. They don't have to trade Conley. 
Uh, they they can Valanciunas is solid. Like he's not the answer. He's solid. They can make some adjustments and be a playoff team again. They just have to change coaches to do that. So so I, I agree with you. Don't just dump Conley because you can still win games. Yeah. Uh, again, the, not even just the winning games. It's he's more valuable if you move him during the summer to a team yeah, that right. struck out in free no agency. Right. Whereas right now you're going to get teams saying, well, we got to keep the powder dry. You know, uh, we can't bring in Conley because we might sign, you know, Kawhi Leonard. Right. But when teams strike out, that's that's when you can kind of, you know, really extract some assets from them. Um, let's see. We had oh, Otto Porter got dealt uh, last night to the Chicago Bulls for oh. Bobby Portis and Jabari Parker. It's right a right. salary dump for the Wizards. Um, Otto Porter makes a lot of money, and that kind of sort of like Harrison Barnes, Harrison Barnes who got moved to Sacramento. He makes a lot of money, and it distracts from the fact that he's actually a good player. And I actually, like, it's hard it's hard to explain to people that, you know, the the way that the the salary cap works and how some guys come in, they get this nice big bump in the salary cap and they make a lot of money. Um, it really doesn't doesn't change the type of player this guy is. Like Otto Porter on a contender would be a great player. On the Bulls, yeah. I mean, you know, doesn't really move the needle. Um, both, let's talk yeah, about Sacramento. Both, both those franchises suck. Um, so Sacramento picked up Harrison Barnes. I, I like it. I, I think having a guy who can eat up possessions is so important, in particular for a young team that could use a guy who can get you a bucket. Um, he's a good isolation scorer, or at least an okay isolation scorer, and they don't really have that. Um, he, he can slide over, play some small ball four. He can play the three. Uh, he's a guy who's won, won a championship with the, with the Warriors. Um, all the reports out of Dallas, he's such a professional. They love him. How do you feel about it? Does he does he improve their chances of getting to the playoffs? Well, yeah, and the, the Clippers, I'm not sure they can stay afloat without Harris. The Lakers, ew, straight down. Uh, the Kings aren't done yet. Um, they're gonna they're gonna get someone in the buyout or free agent. Uh, they've they've they they can add some athletic players on the wing, uh, and then they're really deep everywhere except for maybe point guard. Uh, and maybe they can find someone there. But uh, I watched them last night and I watched Bar- I actually watched uh, Barnes and the Kings last night at the same time for a period of time. In fact, I was watching when Barnes got traded. I walked out. I, I walked out of my office for a moment. My son just came home and I wanted to see him. His, it was senior night for his team and I uh, went in to see him. And um, uh, by the time it, by, while I was in the room, he's like, Dad, Barnes just got traded. I said, son, I literally just saw him come out of the game a few minutes ago. And he said, yeah, he's out. Uh, we just got some breaking news. Yeah. Uh, Markel Fultz has been traded. Yeah, that was a done deal all along. Yep. Yeah. He's, he's he going, going to Orlando. For who? Um, waiting to see the particulars. Um, come on, Woj. Woj is killing me here. Um, I don't know. I, I can't imagine much. Maybe Terrence Ross? Is it for uh, somebody? Possibly. Probably. They, I think be, they right? have. Yeah, um, Philly just picked up James Ennis too. Like they they need some depth. Pieces. I think Ennis sucks, but they get Terrence Ross. Philly is woo. Yeah, they they need some uh, some depth pieces. Like they yeah. they're top heavy. Yeah, that starting lineup is fantastic. I mean, Who JJ is? Reddick, Jimmy Butler, oh, Tobias line. Harris, yeah. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Um, it might be the you, second best in the league. It's really really good. It might, it might be the second best in the league. Yeah. Uh, 
I well, let's go back to the Canes and finish that. I yeah yeah. I, I I've been hammering them for since 2006 or seven, as a, they they overtook the old Clippers as the worst franchise in pro sports. Um, and maybe maybe the Mets are bad. I don't follow baseball too much, but uh, I still think they're a terrible franchise. But this team isn't terrible, and and to me, uh, I've always been a huge Buddy Hield fan. Thought he could be a really good pro, All Star level pro. And nothing changes my opinion. Fox is obviously the better prospect. Yeah. Um, we'll have a better career. But Heald is their engine as much as Fox is. Uh, at Barnes isn't slow. They need to get, you know, keep getting up. They got Alec Burks. When did they get Alec Burks? Uh, they got him last night. Yeah. So. Or, uh, oh, Jonathan Simmons going to uh, Philadelphia. How did he do this? How was he doing this year? I don't want up and down, but he's playing. He's playing on a team with with no real guards. So yeah, like so he he's could having be, a, that could be good. I liked him when he was in the San. Antonio. Yeah, this is more of a that's more of a San Antonio type situation where he like really like popped. Yeah, good match. So yeah, they make everyone look better. Yeah, so exactly. I, I like what the Kings are doing. I do think they they can be a playoff team, and I'm I'm rooting. The fans are amazing in Sacramento. I, I love. I actually used to love visiting there a lot. Uh, I hope they make the playoffs. I hope they're not the eighth seed because then it'll be ugly. Although that's a fun series because it's short travel. By the way, good for good for Golden State if they can get good, to not good for travel. Sacramento. Like good, great for Sacramento. I well, mean, amazing I like, for Sacramento no matter yeah. what. I'm saying if you're the Warriors, that if you if you're thinking about how can they possibly lose in the finals, one way would be for them to get a couple six or seven game series where they're traveling back and forth to Texas. Well, that ain't gonna happen in Sacramento. They beat them in four or five, but um, uh, and they won't have any wear and tear on the bus rides. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I hope they make it. I think Bar- I think it's a good move by them, and rarely do they make good moves. Jaeger's a solid coach. He's not great in my opinion. He's getting better. I love that they play fast. Uh, uh, the West has got some intriguing things to follow. It's just not the drama the East is going to have unless something, yeah. something else happens. I, I will say, like Vlade's done a good job. Aside from, I, like I, I disagree with him on passing on on Doncic, uh, but Bagley's been really good. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's not been Luca, but Harry Giles it's not is like good. he's a bust. Harry Harry Giles is great. Uh, the the fact that people are catching up, like because they didn't see him in the G League at all last year, and a lot of people did, don't know that that guy was the best dude in his class for like four years yeah. in high school, and he's such. A, I think he's a special passer. You're he's gonna see. Passer. They're gonna start running stuff. Hopefully, yeah. running stuff through him uh, at the elbow. And if he develops any sort of like three point shot, like it's it's a done deal. Um, he's, that he's team, twenty years old. Yeah, that team in four years could be the new Warriors. Like that's how good those young guys are. Of course, Buddy Heald will be thirty in four years. So, yeah, he will be. But Fox, but Fox will be twenty five. Yeah, twenty one. Yeah. This is why I like the Harrison Barnes move, right? Huh? This is why I like the Harrison Barnes move. Harrison yeah. Barnes is a vet. He's been there before. I think if they make the playoffs, which you know, I, I think they've got a better shot right now than the Lakers. The Lakers have a really hard schedule coming up, and they've got to win 18 out of their next 26 games. Do you know how old Harrison Barnes right. is going to be if they lose in the conference finals uh, by May 29th? Do you know how old he'll be? Harrison Barnes? Yeah. 26? Yeah. 27? Yeah. 26? Yeah. 27 after the season. He's you know, he's not an old man. No, but he's been, in the NBA, he's been there. You know, Right. Like, Right, he's still got. There's lots of miles left uh, for him. Um, I'm a bit. Also, I've, I've always been a fan of his. Best nickname of anyone who's given themselves a nickname. The Black Falcon is pretty awesome. Uh, <laughs> I it, didn't know that. Everybody yeah. has a nickname, but that is great. Yeah, he had it in high school. It's fantastic. Uh, so yeah. the the deal, as reported by Woj, 
Uh, Orlando's sending Jonathan Simmons a first round and a second round pick. That first rounder is Oklahoma City's 2019 first. Um, so that like just to you know kind of tells you like the value of faults. Um, Orlando hasn't really done a great job of developing young players. Uh, this is a new regime, but and, and we know so like the Hammond, second year now, right? Hammond uh, really values length. Obviously, Markel's got a ton of that. Um, what do you what do you think about Markel? Like, are, are are we giving up too early on him? Oh yeah, you you feel like he can come back from this injury? I guess yes. it's a tough well, one, I, right? I, I don't know about the injury. So I know I've read that. about I've read about that that nerve injury that he's got, and it yeah. seems like it it could go either way. He may just be like that forever. Um, or it could be solved. Like it, it, there is no, I don't know. There's no rhyme or reason to it. I'm hoping. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely hoping for him because, um, you know, I didn't watch him in college much, but people say he was really good. He and, reminded uh, me of James Harden. I mean, he, he really? like really shifty, like the way he used his body, he's big, um, could really shoot well off the dribble. I mean, he, he was a legit number one pick. This wasn't like an, an, uh, a, Anthony Bennett situation. He was a good, he's a good defender too. Yeah. Like he should he's be really a very long. Good, he should well, be a very he, good defender. Well, I, you I even just, saw when he was playing in Philly, he was, he was a good defender. Yeah. That's what I mean. My, yeah. my, my concern is the magic may not be being a, a team that's run very well. I know I'm friends with the guys that run it. Yeah. Sorry. I, I, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, we'll see. I think it's a smart move by them. I mean, right. it's a no brainer for them. Um, but, uh, we, you know, at some point you gotta, you gotta be better. Although, I mean, obviously they've improved this year. I just don't know where they're going, but I think it's a smart move. They're not, they're not dumb guys. That's for sure. Right. And and to be fair, um, rookie bigs are always bad. So I don't care that Mo Bamba didn't do anything this year. Right. I I just, they're always bad. And then, and now he's hurt. So, um, so, so I always thought that a two fifty nine fifty nine is when the Davis deal will happen. Like they're going to wait to the very last second. So we're we're less than ten minutes now from that point. I mean, it sounds like it's not going to happen, but uh, what a colossal! I, I just what I think I think it's a colossal mistake for both sides that, it, and, that and deal didn't get. Like I can't important. believe they didn't take that deal. I I am I am shocked. I I even said this. So I, I said that, that the conversation should start with all the young guys in four picks. I, if I was Dell Demps, that's what I would say. You yeah. give me all those young guys, you give me four picks, and it is a done deal today. Didn't mean there's no room for negotiation where maybe they wind up getting two or three picks instead of four. Right. Okay, it's fine. The young guys but, to me was a no-brainer. I wrote this right. in December. Uh, the picks I never thought about much, whatever it works. But what has to, what had that happened, and I don't know what happened because I don't know what was reported. I don't know if it's true, is – uh, Magic himself needed a call. First of all, you had to try to get the owner on the phone, and maybe they did. And and you had to say, guys, we we understand what's going on here. Uh, he's the Wilt Chamberlain almost of our time. He he's right there. He's that special. Here's our roster. Uh, here's our picks that we have. Send us what you want, and then we're going to respond back with what we think we can handle, and then we'll go from there. Uh, there's, you know, there's nothing you're going to get this summer guaranteed that can touch what we can do for you right now. And you might want to explain a little bit why some of the guys are struggling a little bit without LeBron or whatever system we're running, but you have to start with everything on the table and not two guys at first that just pisses people off. If indeed that's true, that that was a mistake, 
But New Orleans has to get emotion out of it. How are we best served? What, what I, I said to you last week, the Pelicans have to look at, all right, what do we want? Do we want to try to fight for the eight spot this year and a playoff spot next year because we have a great point guard and we have tons of talent? Or do we just want to get as many good young guys we have, wash them through, maybe move some guys in this summer and and rebuild? I I argued for the former because you're not going to rebuild with anyone as good as Anthony Davis. So that's already failed. So let's try to get, get a new regime in here. Let's get let's let's get all this talent. I thought keep Drew, see what happens going forward. I don't know what they're going to end up doing. I, although it sounds like they're going to keep him for now. They moved Miritich, uh, and I'm not sure that was so good for them. But they're going to wait around the summer. I, I'm sorry if you think Danny Ainge is going to be honest with you now. You're fucking crazy. I, I have firsthand experience with these guys. They will tell you anything that you're willing to listen to until you hold them to the fire. And if you do, they're stand-up guys. I'm a big Danny Ainge fan. He's done great. But when he tells you he's going to do something, it doesn't mean he's going to do it unless you really hold him accountable. But the Pelicans can't. Right. The Pelicans can't hold him accountable. They, they have no leverage at all to yeah. make him do a deal in July. You can't make him do it, which means you got to say, Danny, I'm sorry. Give us your best offer now or goodbye. Right. And they, they can't, can't wait. And, and Boston can't make the deal now, right? Which, which is why the Lakers – Came with the the big offer. I cannot believe. I'm shocked that Dell Demps didn't take it. Um, I thought it was a, that was a good offer. Uh, you and I have talked about this quite a bit. You can flip the guys that you don't want to rebuild with because, like Lonzo, has value. Uh, Phoenix was interested in Lonzo. You might have been able to get, uh, you know, a, a future first, Josh Jackson or something like that, yeah. right? Who's going to be good? Brandon um, Ingram is 21. 21. Yeah. 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 Zubac and, is good. Yeah, like you might really good center. Yeah, you could you could potentially have like a playoff team in two years, whereas this path where you're going to bottom out and you're not even going to bottom out because you're going to play AD for the rest of the year. So your your lottery pick is not going to be as good. Your your well, odds are not going to be as good. I wouldn't I wouldn't play him. Well, of course, wouldn't want to play him. I wouldn't play him. Do you have to play him? I think that there could be an issue. Uh, yeah. the, like the league would have an issue with the optics in particular, if Anthony Davis wants to play and is vocal about it, I would just simply um, say, dude, you fucked up. You said publicly, you didn't have to tell anyone publicly what you wanted to do. Well, you- this is, this is a bigger issue. Let, let's talk about this because I, I, I wanted to touch on this. Yeah. Um, the, the public facing part of this where, uh, New Orleans, the Lakers clutch, uh, LeBron, everyone has been using the media to kind of do all this stuff. And then you watch an organization like the Clippers pull off a trade with the Sixers and we didn't know it was coming, right? Almost no deal do we know was coming. This is what I'm saying. We heard too much about this. It was too much posturing for the media. I think there are internal politics with the Lakers that are an issue. Probably politics between the Lakers and Clutch. Definitely politics between the the Pelicans and Clutch and politics between the Pelicans and the Lakers. It's hard to get a deal done if nobody likes each other, right? It's a relationship business. So I learned a lesson from a really, really smart, uh, very well-paid college coach 15 years ago, maybe. He's still coaching now. He said, um, real deal makers never say a peep. You never know when when it's coming. Keep your mouth shut. Get your deal done. Lock it up. Uh, as as because I talked to players over the years, journalists, especially when I was ESPN, loved to call me. Sorry, guys. You, you you know they would say, "What can we run? Nothing. If you run anything, I will never speak to you again. 
and my people at ESPN, Mark Stein was one of them, never once screwed me, not a single time. None of my guys ever did. Yeah. If I need a quiet, shut your mouth. Here's what's going on, shut your mouth. We gotta get a deal done here. And any word you say might blow it. So if you, and I, I said this a year ago, David, uh, Dems needs to sit down with Davis at the end of the regular season last year. Uh, tell me this, what are the chances you are going to resign here in a year? If the answer is anything but 99% or maybe even 100%, uh, you have to say, okay, if, if we are going to trade you, where do you want to go? Because we're going to take care of you if we can't. Tell me where you want to go. What's your first choice? What's your second choice? Boom. Thank you. Never say it again. You tell any team you talk to, we are considering trading Davis to you for these guys immediately. If you leak one word, we will never speak to you again. We'll go on to the next team and we'll tell our player that you're stuck here for another year or two. Uh, we talk to this team, they, they open their mouth. Uh, you cannot go public. And so to me, if I'm running the Pelicans, I say, fuck you, sue me. You're not playing again, Anthony, because you fucked us. And yeah. so this is how we play. We now know we got to start over. We're tanking, right? We're going we're gonna to do what we can. Drew's going to hurt his back or something. But you, <laughs> we know this. You aren't going to play anymore. You will never wear a Pelicans jersey again. We understand you don't want to be here. No hard feelings. But because you went public, you made it awkward for us. We're done with you. Goodbye. Yeah. That's what you I, have to do. It's what's best for the franchise. We're not doing what's best for you. You already made your decision. We're making ours. I think in the first podcast you and I did together this year, we yep. said that the Pelicans needed to go to Davis. This is well before Rich Paul I've been came this, out yeah, for a long time. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Rich Paul has come out and said there's not going to be an Anthony Davis trade. I mean, like I, I expected this. Okay? Hey, thanks to 257. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> that's a swing and a miss, Mr. Paul. It, it's a swing and a miss for everybody. Yeah. Everybody. Nobody looks good in this. Yeah. This is listen, LeBron James. You wasted a season of LeBron James. Where's the champagne popping right now? Everywhere, Boston, well, New York, Philly, San Francisco, Golden State. Although I don't know how much they worry about it. I'll tell you where else. I'd be, I'd have been worried about it. I bet Steve Ballmer has just opened up a case because they made some huge moves. Yeah. Right. They got so many, so so many draft picks. They got Landry Shamit, who I really like. He's yeah. like getting another number one pick yeah. or a first round pick, not He's number really one. Good. Really, really. Um, good. They kept Shea. They just got Zubac. They're young. They're gonna and get Kawhi good. and Jimmy Butler. Gonna get Kawhi, maybe and Jimmy, Jimmy Butler, Butler. Yeah. maybe Anthony well, maybe Davis. Jimmy Butler, but they're gonna they get might be in the mix for Anthony Davis. He just wants to get to LA. Didn't yeah. didn't specify he the Clippers. He doesn't want to get to LA. He wants to go play with LeBron. Well, yeah, we'll that, see. That, that, I, here's case, here's what I'll say. I, I think the Clippers. You can't rule them out. They're being run so well. Lawrence Frank. Again, you just asked me, and you know stuff, right? You're not like Joe Schmo. Hey, who's running? Who's running the Clippers? Yeah. You don't know because Lawrence Frank doesn't want you to know. He's not out there doing interviews. He's not on Twitter making jokes. He's just making deals, and he's Jerry been West killing from, it. Isn't Jerry West involved too? Jerry West is involved, but Lawrence yeah, we don't Frank know who's is, doing more. Do you, do you know Frank how long is, I've known Lawrence Frank? I don't know. This tells you how old I am. So when I was working five star basketball camp in the nineties. Uh, at the at the camp, they had something called the canteen, which a lot of camps had, where you'd buy deodorant if you were a player or candy or whatever players would need because they couldn't leave campus. You know, coaches, we could leave campus. And so you had the camp canteen. Lawrence Frank ran our canteen. Like, he was a manager for Bobby Knight in Indiana. And wow. I, this is a true story. I was in my old house. We moved in, again, in 2010. I was in my old house, 
And I saw something on the bottom line. I wasn't following the NBA that closely then. And the bottom line is something like uh, Lawrence Frank named head coach of the Nets. And my first thought is, they just hired Canteen Boy to be a head coach of the Nets? Like, to me, he was Canteen Boy. And now he's – and, in fact, I thought he was a good coach for a while. He's clearly a good uh, general manager if he's involved in stuff because I, I really like what the Clippers have done. Yeah, he's just so smart, right? Like, he's smart basketball smart people. And studied. Smart yeah. and studied. Like, he – He's not relying on anything. He's working. I'm sure he's working. He's working. All right. We've hit the deadline. It's three, it's three o'clock Eastern. Um, I guess all the deals are in. I mean, there, we might get some news trickling out here shortly. Yeah. Um, right now. Yeah. But so Anthony Davis, just as you know, we, we've discussed staying put, uh, trying to get big was and, uh, trying to get Adam Mares to join us. And we're going to talk some more about these trades. Um, but uh, let's see. So let's who talk else about, hold on. Let's talk about Davis here. Here's one more thing. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you think you think they're popping champagne in Boston in the front office only? Because now those guys in the locker room are like, "Fuck!" Like this is not good for the Celtics this year. It's a three-team run, in my opinion. Now, it is Toronto, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, because that that team is like, "Fuck that!" Like now we're going to be traded to New Orleans. Enjoy the rest of the next few months, Celtics fans. Appreciate the Patriots and the Red Sox because this thing is going to be like a fire sale right now. So let's talk about Kyrie, okay? Yeah. Because Kyrie didn't get dealt. And and you and I talked about this. If, if you're not sure you're going to keep him, you deal him, right? We we feel the same way about KD. Yep. Uh, although you, you take the guaranteed title, you know, if, if Kyrie was guaranteed, win it title, anyway. you might take with, it. With, with what you'd move KD for, they, as long as they have Curry, they'll win it anyway, but whatever. I'm yeah. glad they kept them just because they're fun to watch. Um, so, yeah, but but KD or Kyrie might might leave this summer. You get nothing for him. Um, then you've got a Terry Rozier decision to make. You know, you're not going to trade for AD without Kyrie because he's not sticking around. Well, you, I think you will, but you're, he's not going to want. Yeah, exactly. For one right. year, right? You, you no, don't no, give up right. Jason Tatum. You, you for, can trade for him, but he's not going to yeah. stick around. He, he wouldn't stick around anyway. He doesn't want to go to Boston. Right. He's always, always wanted to go play with LeBron, in my opinion, which I think so, I think guys like Kawhi do too. So but remember, when these guys were in middle school, when LeBron James was was first becoming king of the world, like he is that guy, and he's not just the, this player; he's this mentor in a way. He's the Godfather, and uh, I, I think he's going to get he's going to get some dudes. He's going to get some dudes. All right, we got uh, we got Big Waz. Joining oh, us. Oh, we're doing we're doing video today. Yeah, man, we're live on Twitch. Do you, can you do video? Oh, okay. I mean, you can do audio yeah, only yeah. if you have to. They can no, hear you. That's cool. I'm 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 right here. I don't know if the lighting is is gonna be it's to fine, your satisfaction. That's all right. What's, What's up, going on, Coach Thorpe? How, How are you? Are you? I'm doing good. How are good, you? Good, good, good. I'm good, man. I'm happy the Raptors made a move. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't know what Mark Gasol is going to do as far because they was doing the platoon thing with Jonas and everybody was kind of fine with it. I don't know if Mark Gasol is going to be cool with some platoon type of system as far as starting. But uh, obviously he's an upgrade. You know? Yeah, well, they're trying to keep up with the Bucks, man. <laughs> it's true, Seriously. man. The Bucks have seen the lap him because Kyle Lowry's back refuses to cooperate. So I don't know. We'll see how much this this actually helps. What was your favorite move uh, from this whole trade deadline? We already talked about ours. We both picked the Porzingis oh, trade. Oh, from the entire trade deadline? Yeah. The last, like, two weeks. Man, um, obviously, I like Miritich on the Bucks. 
I like Bullock on the Lakers. If if they're just gonna go straight up, all right, LeBron, you have to save us. Like he's the perfect player to to plug into that situation. Um, I mean, I like the Porzingis deal for the Knicks. Honestly, uh, I think it's kind of uh, I think it's a little overrated on the Mavericks side when you consider the injury risk. When you considered they're gonna have to give him max money, and so he's gonna immediately have to start living up to whatever it is they pay him this summer. Um, you know, and I just don't buy the idea that uh, that just having Porzingis and Luca is going to turn you into some 55-win machine, right? Like, every year, I'm I'm 55 wins just by having these two guys. Like, I don't know that that's true yet um, in the same way that it was for uh, Conley and Gasol, I guess you would say. Um, well, I don't know, man. I think Luca's I think Luca's good for 45 wins with a bunch of chumps. Man, that's interesting. I don't know. I don't know if I'm there. This is yet. not today. This is like in like three years. Oh, you're right? saying then? Okay, cool. If, but th- yeah, yeah. No, if if Porzingis recovers as we expect him to, I mean, there's plenty of guys jumping out of the gym in NBA gyms or, or gyms all over the world that had similar injury. Uh, yeah, the 55 they're gonna get. <laughs> Luca's that good. Yeah. I, no, no, no. Wallace isn't wrong though. They they've got to add pieces, but they tend to add pieces in Dallas. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Uh. Let's talk about KD again. I, I not to not to wear this topic out, but I'm really interested in Waz's take yeah. on on the whole um, KD kind of being in his feelings a little bit. I mean, this is not new. This is just kind of like I don't know. It felt it felt a little worse, I guess, than normal. Just because I mean, and and you know, we've already been accused of of just trying to stick up for our guy, right? Like Ethan, but I don't know. We he could have just shut this all down nine days ago, right? How? Waz, we can't hear you. Can you do a Waz impression? Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. I had muted myself. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. My phone kept going off. Um, Here's my thing about KD, right? Uh, All of this complaining, all of this, oh, I don't want to have to. First of all, like, this is an actual contractual obligation, right? Part of the deal with Turner, part of the deal with ESPN, part of your media deals is like, you have to give us material. Like, it's a symbiotic relationship. We go out, we promote the game, we do whatever. We need the material. So that's a one. This is actually your job, right? Like, this is not some extra activity that's being asked of you. This is part of what comes with your contract. So that's a one. Two, you're not the first prominent NBA player to reach free agency, right? right? <laughs> like, you're not the first great NBA player to have your free agency come up and other teams prepare to make offers for you. This is the game. Like, you, like you're, you're not the first free agent. Just go back. Um, remember what Dwayne Wade did. How about or LeBron, LeBron did, last year? Or Kobe or whoever you want to name. Like, whoever. Whoever you want to name. Russell Westbrook. Um, you're not the first player to hit free agency. I don't understand why he's so mad about this. And so, you know, and it, the funny thing is we had Ethan on the show on Tuesday and literally, and people said I had, I had teed him up so that he could <laughs> yeah, plug his yeah. piece. But literally it had just dawned on me. I'm like, yo, we haven't talked any Warriors yet. And the bottom line is, and sorry guys, they're doing construction at the place. Okay, um, the bottom the bottom line is, 
the the first person who was associated with Nick's cap space is KD. We did three, four days on Kyrie just straight up acknowledging that, like, yes, I have a choice to make. Like, that's all he did. He said, I have choices this summer. I'm going to have to make one. We ran with that for four days. Didn't mention KD. Right. And I didn't know because nobody had really reported it before Ethan came out and said it. it was like, KD has literally been running out of practice, running away from the PR staff. He's running. Like, just imagine that that visual. Like, PR staff is like, KD, uh, you need to, like, do your media availability, like your your obligation to be available to the media. And he's running out of practice simply because one team cleared cap space. That I'm sorry. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. Well, and he shut I- it down. Right, like he shut it down last night. All that's all he had to say on day one. <laughs> I, I, By the way, Rich Kleiman mentioning the Knicks on the podcast over the summer, and I mean it's KD flirting with the idea on all those pod. I mean, like the wine was flowing. Okay, so blame it yeah. on the wine. But and, and you know, there's so many things to this. Uh, the the what is Rich Kleiman doing for for KD if he's not managing him? If he, if you're not in a position to explain to KD, um, bro, just go out. Did LeBron did this perfectly? He said, "I'm not going to talk about a team that isn't my own. I'm on the contract right now. My job is to win games for the team. Why are you asking me about stuff I got to do over the summer? We're right. in a season right now. I don't have to answer these questions. Boom, move on. So it's like I, it makes me wonder. Like, if Rich Climate can't explain to KD like this simple. I did like what does he do for KD? <laughs> like if this can't be communicated to you, man. I feel like I've been talking forever, but like, yo, this stuff is so confusing because it's not new. And KD, you know, to a certain extent, I understand the appeal he's trying to make. He's like, look, I'm a basketball player. I go to practice, I practice hard, I show up to games, I play hard, I try to play the right way as best of my capabilities. What else do you want from me? It's like um, this is not a rec league, my boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. This is, this is a billion dollar multinational corporation. Okay. Uh this this is not your the YMCA. Yes, you have to talk to media. This is like this is why you're gonna make 40 million dollars on your, you know, um on your NBA contract, and God knows how much you're going to make on your Nike contract. Part of it is playing the game. If you want to make this much money just not playing in a rec league or not playing in Turkey or Siberia, my boy, you have to – this is just – I don't know. It seems like such a small sacrifice uh, to me. You know, maybe, again, I don't know KD personally. Maybe he has a personality is such that, you know, this seems like a huge hindrance to him. And we yeah. can talk about that. Sure. Right. But you're you're not being asked to do anything special. Right. You're doing what every single player before you of your magnitude. Right. Like if KD was the 12th man off off the bench, nobody would care that they weren't talking to you, bro. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they wouldn't, have, like, they wouldn't have traded Porzingis to clear cap space to, to sign that 12th guy. And again, KD, like you don't have to talk about the Knicks, but your behavior it's strange. I'm sorry. All you got to do is come out and be like, oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing we're not live on Twitch when you're oh, dropping your mic. I know. <laughs> so, all right. So let, let's move off the KD thing. Uh, uh, Anthony Davis not traded to the Lakers. Okay. 
Uh, and, yep. you know, we got Waz's take on that, but this is a di- little bit different. So the the reports a couple of weeks ago that uh, LeBron wants Luke Walton gone. Obviously, Magic and Palenka have not been his biggest fan. Yeah. They lost by 42 points the other night, and somehow he didn't get fired. Do you think that they were hoping to do the AD trade and then can him after losing to Boston tonight? And then the new coach gets a big win, an easy win in Atlanta on Saturday. I think I don't think LeBron has gone into Magic's office and been like, get this guy out of here. Because I think if he did, he'd be out of here. I just think LeBron's like, y'all do what y'all want with Luke Walton, right? Like Luke Walton's not going to make me a better or worse player. I'm just going to show up and do LeBron things. He's not backing him. We know that, but I don't think he's actively like, yo, get this guy out of here. But my thing with Luke Walton, I know like everybody in the media has a great relationship with him, but it's not like he's been kicking ass. You know I don't what I'm think saying? He's a good coach. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to say he's a scrub or he's this or he's that, but I don't know why we have to pretend that Luke Walton is some guy who he deserves to have the job. I don't know that he's been horrible, but he's not like wowing anybody. If he was um, I think we'd see much better results. No, yeah. am I like crazy in that thing? No, coach. How do you, how do you feel about that? I, I have no opinion because I just have no clue. I I, do, I I don't think the team is a well-run team. I, I know Rob Palenka. I think he's a sharp guy. He's a really sharp guy, actually. I thought he was a good agent. And uh, but I don't know who's calling the shots there. Uh, I'm not impressed with what they've done. I'm not impressed. Like as I was saying before. Leaking whoever was in charge of leaking anything regarding the Pelicans was such a huge mistake on both sides. Uh, I would say the same thing. Dumb teams do a lot of dumb things. That's why they're yeah. dumb teams, and they're a dumb team. Uh, I I I don't want to forget this, Dave. Um, we talked a lot about some of the deals. We talked. You started this a little bit with Tobias Harris in Philadelphia. I happen to think that uh, Boban is a is a big ad to the Sixers because huge. No one. No one pounds the ball into the post like them, not the pinch post, deep post with Embiid. And so some teams like having a change of a contrast with their second unit. Some teams don't. And it's hard to do that. They don't have to change a thing. Uh, If you if you want to try to go small against that team, they already know what to do against your smallness because they've got to do it anyway with Embiid. So they're going to build, they're going to design their defensive structures uh, around that to protect Embiid. So they're not going to have to change anything with Boban. The system's going to be the same and you cannot guard him with anyone that's not enormous. And look, they they run this like really, uh, this post pick and roll with Simmons and, and Embiid and with uh, Butler and Embiid and they've run it with Butler and Simmons. And now you can run it with Butler and Bo- Boban or, Hey, how about Boban and Embiid? People are talking about that. I this mean, is I'm my, just saying, wait, this is yeah. like my dream come true. I want one minute a game with yeah, Embiid and Boban. And like, I actually even threw this out there. I was like, this is such a tiny little like minutia nerdy coach thing. You, you got a, a clutch rebound situation on a free throw. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. You're just not getting it because Boban and Embiid are getting whatever. I he, want that so bad. Man. I really like. Uh, I I think the battle for the East. Uh, we all we can make an argument for the top three, not Boston anymore. Um, I, and who knows what'll happen? Obviously, but uh, I think Boban gives. It's not just a Devise Harris addition. Uh, I don't like the wings they added. I think that their depth on the wings troubles me, which means you have to get more minutes from Butler on those guys. But well, I, Wesley I like Matthews was bought out, by huh? the way. 
Wesley Matthews was bought out. So. Yeah, but he's not going to go there. I think he's going to go to Indiana. If I, if you were, if you were having me yeah, make a guess, everyone basically going to Indiana, right? That, that seems the yeah. obvious one. I would even yeah. look at OKC before I look at Philadelphia. Yeah, but, but I do think Philly's got some wing issues. Um, and uh, but Boban is going to. They're going to they're gonna have 48 minutes of hell in the post. 48 yeah. minutes of hell. You're going to have to defend the post for 48 minutes now, and that's not easy to do. So, all right, Waz, you're, I mean, you're like the most famous Raptors fan that isn't Drake. Okay? <laughs> they picked up Marcus Saul. Okay. Yeah. Are you, uh, do you think that they have a lineup that can, that can hang with that Philadelphia starting lineup? Uh, sure. I mean, Marcus Saul is a great, you know, we saw what Boston was able to do against Embiid in the playoffs when he was like, all right, I'm just going to throw it in the post all day. And he couldn't really muster much against Baines. And he had trouble guarding the pick and pop with Al Horford. Like Horford outplayed him quite easily. Like that was just an obvious fact against, um, Philly uh, last season, but their team is just way different than last season, which I think is a good thing. They've upgraded talent-wise, but there's a lot of moving parts to incorporate. There's two guys who are going into free agency, which is like, that becomes problematic, right? When guys who are worried about what's my next deal going to be, and they're being incorporated into a new system, right? I'll say it's different. I'll say that's probably worse for Butler than it is for Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris Well, because is young, he can man. make a spot up three, right? Right, yeah. And I think that him being a third banana there is is totally fine with him. Like, everybody loves Tobias Harris, first of all. Like, he, he is uh, – everything I've ever heard about him or read about him has been glowing. Uh, I think he's a guy that's going to help them quite a bit. I bet he still scores 20 points a game because the dude can shoot. And, and he's going to take advantage of the opportunities. But I'm with you. I mean, there definitely has been some chafing from Butler already about his role, um, which he was right about, by the way. Like, sure. He's been right. Every time Butler – like people say this thing where he he's, uh, could be a cancer in the locker room because he voices his opinion when he's upset. But he's right when he talks about the basketball stuff. Like he is, he's accurate. Listen, when you're, when you're Jimmy Butler and you're being screamed at to get the ball inside to a 23-year-old kid – who's a goofy kid and, and be the nearest thing to Shaq we have in the league, uh, not just on the court, but off the court right. too. He's goofy. I love him, but he's goofy. That doesn't, you don't love that with Jimmy Butler. Let, let's, let's throw this out regarding the Raptors. So Kawhi, uh, uh, Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Pascal Sycam and, and Valanchunas in 301 minutes plus 21.2 per hundred possessions, 88% on the league. Uh, Marcus Hall is much better. Much better than Valanciunas. Yeah. Uh, they have another lineup when you go Van Vliet for Green. Same, uh, I'm sorry, for Kawhi. So uh, you got Van Vliet, Green to the three, Sai Kim and Valanciunas, plus 32.2 of that. That's only 59 minutes. The first one I told you, which sounds like they're starting lineup in a sense without Ibaka, only played 300 possessions. I feel like that's like their secret lineup. And so right. watch out for that. See how much they play with that. They might experiment with it some, but that's going to be – and there's their fourth quarter lineup probably right there uh, in, in the and, and And the Sixers like to do their – this is the thing about the Sixers. I don't think they do anything that's so sophisticated that's right. going to be difficult to guard in the playoffs. It's really going to be about can Ben Simmons, can Jimmy, can Embiid beat the dude that's in front of them. Right. They're not – 
They're not spreading you out, you know, in a way, making you guard in space and doing. They're not all doing that. what the Bucks do. They're not right? right. Like sometimes I like when they run their two man game with JJ and Embiid. Like they have incredible synergy. Um, JJ and Embiid, and Embiid is great on the back. dribble handoff on the wing. Like yeah. right. JJ can shoot that right off the handoff. But so. the but the more you're doing that, the more you're not letting Ben Simmons and you well, know, you don't have Embiid in the post. I mean. Do, do what they do. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Embiid is an automatic bucket inside seven feet. Like I, I like that to me is that they should be going inside out. Like I think Embiid shooting threes is great, but I also think he shoots too many threes, which 100%. I know goes against everything that I usually say. No, about bigs. but it's not, but it, but that's not the case though. It's it the, the reason why he's shooting those threes is because he's playing with guys who can only thrive near the basket, right? Like if you got to space out for right. Simmons, right? Right. You so, make up for Simmons. so if 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 you if your second best player or third best, whatever we're calling Simmons these days, um, is a guy who can only thrive eight feet in, your center can't just hang out there. You know, like he can't have the biggest defender on the court camping out near the rim. When he's second best player, that's what he needs to eat. Uh, I don't think they're going to be tough to guard. That's just my opinion. Yeah, we got a little robot was uh, going on. Um, but uh, I, I will say that, uh, yeah, yeah, well, you're good. Um, okay. The problem is when Simmons doesn't have the ball in his hands and he's on the court, he can't space out. And he has to, like, he needs to be in the dunker spot, right? Which is means you can't post up Embiid because there's too much defense inside. And so he winds up out on the wing. I actually think splitting their minutes up some makes a lot of sense. And now you've got four guys and you can split those guys up. So you've got an on-ball initiator on the court at all times. Uh, Embiid with the ball in his hands, guess what? Not too bad, especially being guarded by some of these bigs. Um, They're in a really interesting spot where they can have like a star on the court at all times. I mean, Tobias being the least star you know of those four but um they've got a bunch of good players but i'm with you they don't do anything uh that's that's gonna that's gonna beat you schematically it's all about i don't think personnel and And as far as ben is concerned i think with ben i'm not gonna lie the greatest game i ever watched him play was against golden state where he's doing a scotty pippen approximation if that's the dude i get in the playoffs then I like the Sixers against anybody in the East, right? Like, if I get the guy who's just flying around and making it his business to be a problem on defense for everybody else, okay, okay, I, I, I like this I like this Philly team. I like their rim protection. I like Jimmy Butler's ability to switch out on multiple people, you know, the type of guy that can guard Cat in the post when he feels like it. Um, I like that team, but is that the team that I'm getting? I don't know. You know, I don't know what what we're supposed to expect from this team. This I group. think until I mean, obviously the playoffs will will be very telling, and I mean it's coming up faster than we think. Um, but I still have to say, like Milwaukee has another level they can hit. They're still learning; like they still haven't deployed their entire playbook, right? Like they're not even really running plays, and you know, Bud has them in the in the arsenal, right? Like he, it's literally. Giannis take the ball, drive, and find someone. Middleton's just like finally figuring out everything in this offense. Bledsoe's plan is mined out in a contract year. Brooke Lopez and now Miritich. I I, I still think Milwaukee's going to come out of the East. Nothing's changed I, for me. They're, the they're, I wouldn't have picked that. This helps them. 
Uh, before I forget, there's two things I was just thinking about. One is the league, the Adam Silver and the owners have, have got to be pissed at the Pelicans because not only are we not going to see Anthony Davis in the postseason, but we're not going to see LeBron either. And we're not going to see the Lakers. Uh, that's a big revenue hit that the league now has taken. Because Coach, you think, you think the Lakers aren't going to get to the playoffs? Sacramento. Yeah, they're not, they're not going to get to the playoffs. I, don't think. I mean, it's possible, yeah. That's but interesting. LeBron, it's got to be very dispirited. We'll see tonight how it goes. It's a weird... Uh, a weird- I, I mean, LeBron... I, I... Yeah, of course, of course. Well, most players tend not to want to show that they are vulnerable. So the people that will know most about are the girlfriends, the wives, the, the trainers, like, you know, what I've done, whatever. You're going to hear the other side. Um, that it's, I mean, I, I know what they're all saying, man, fuck this shit. Fuck these guys. Right. Uh, and fuck LeBron. Uh, That's what it was the other night. Yeah. Oh, I, I, that, yeah. You're not going to see that every night because you still are playing. I mean, I know what I'd be telling players, fuck all that. You got to play, man. This is your job. Play as yeah. best you can to, so you could, you want to build your value. It's, it's a and weird. guys have pride, right? Like yeah, people have pride they, in their jobs. They don't want to come out and look, yeah. <laughs> look like a bad player. No, they don't want to suck. The, 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 the issue always is the preparation going in. Once the game starts, whatever you prepared for mentally, physically, all that will help. Um, but I thought of another thing too. Uh, when, when in my last year of college, uh, the best running back in pretty much the country was a guy named Emmett Smith. He had broken every record possible and barely playing after halftime. And he still broke all the, I think mean, he had 8,800 yards rushing uh, from an, a school in the panhandle of Florida. And my school, I went to the University of Florida, we were recruiting him. And wherever you drove around Gainesville, if it was on the route from the panhandle, Pensacola, where he's from, on those main roads, people were hanging big signs everywhere. You know, we want you, Emmett. Anytime you might have come in town for a visit, you didn't track visits like they do now on the internet. Uh, it, every place the Pelicans goes, the Pelicans go, you're going to see lots of stuff like that for, regarding Davis, especially if he's there, which is why I think we might never see this guy again. It'll be like the groundhog uh, because everywhere he goes, all they're going to do is be screaming and yelling at him going to their, their team. So, all right, let, let, to, to wrap up, uh, uh, we'll start with Waz and then I'll go to you, Coach. Um, trade deadline is over, okay? Buyout stuff, you know, being what it's going to be, right? Like those... We, we know that those don't really make that big of a difference. Um, did anything change between now and like a week ago in the league? Like what changed? Uh, again, teams got got better. Like I think Philly got better. I think Milwaukee yeah. got better. I think Toronto got better. But did anything change outside of, um, in my opinion, I think the Celtics drop out of that. I think it's a three-team race in the East. I think the Celtics are just behind now. Because wow, they just really? didn't get any better. Yeah, they they don't have the they don't have the personnel. They might have too many guys trying to touch the ball. They need a guy to, to be there with Kyrie. Like they need Gordon Hayward uh, before the injury, right? Um, I would take any of the other three over over Boston, and that's not some kind of irrational Boston hate. Before I catch that, because listen, I, I backed off my basic Brad take because they've been really great <laughs> since November. <laughs> Yeah. Late November, but that's more market. I'm putting that on Marcus Smart and Marcus Morris, by the way, uh, two professional basketball players that they've got out there. Um, go ahead, Waz. Uh, as far as anything changing, I don't. Obviously, the Warriors are still going to win the championship, right? 
Uh, I don't think any of that is in doubt, but I think the Eastern Conference is a lot. It's more interesting than it, you know, even was. All these teams got better. And I still think Boston, just matchup-wise, in tight games, in close games, I have confidence in their ability in a playoff series to generate quality looks because they got Kyrie, right? Like, that's the thing about Boston that you can't count them out. Like, they do have an ability to turn it up defensively. They can put the screws to about any team in the East, uh, particularly uh, Philadelphia, in my opinion. And in close games, they can generate quality looks because they got Kyrie. So I don't think you can take them out of the mix. I think the Eastern Conference is still extremely wide open, as cliche as that sounds. But yeah, there's nothing on the West that's intriguing. Like, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm... I don't think I'm ever going to be a Jochic fan. And and Zach kind of spoke to my point. Uh, you know, the guy is a defensive liability against the quality perimeter players in the NBA. Like, he's somebody who I'm going at you at the rim. And or if I'm a Steph Curry, Dame Lillard, Kyrie Irvin, James Harden type, if I get you in the pick and roll, bro, and you got to meet me at the three point line, you're you're finished. Or if you don't meet me at the three-point line, I just get to rain three-pointers over your team all day, you're also finished. Uh, I don't like Denver. Gobert's um, the same way. And Embiid was run out, uh, run out of the gym last year, too. That's that's fair, I guess. But I don't like – but I like Go, but, but Gobert is somebody who I feel like can protect the rim. Well, right? he definitely can, right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like right. he can actually so he can stop drop back. people from scoring right. layups. He can drop back. I don't I don't like Nurkic's as not Nurkic, excuse me, Jochic's ability to stop layups. I don't I don't yeah. think he's a layup stopper either. And so if you don't stop layups and you can't play on the perimeter, what are you doing in the playoffs? Yeah. You get so, ran so nothing of- changed, is what you're saying. Nobody nothing got changed. nothing really Nobody, changed. Uh, you know, unless you know KD goes goes straight up last last night's press conference on his team and not Ethan Sherwood Strauss. I don't know what's gonna I don't know what's gonna, gonna, gonna be fine. I think it's gonna be fine. <laughs> Coach anything now that the trade deadline is over? Well just going backwards a little bit, uh the Oladipo injury is is really sad for all the reasons that are obvious with him. But uh it would have been uh a hell of a race to not finish in fourth and fifth place in that first round. Now we the, there's four, and Boston's yeah. probably going to be fourth, probably going to be hold, fourth. Hold up. Now, the Nets might be fifth. Yes, I do, I, but I don't think they're taking seven, six or seven-game series. I think it'd be five with any of those teams, except for maybe Boston. If Boston's fourth and the Nets are fifth, yeah, but it, neither one of those teams, in my, in my opinion, are up to the top three. Four or five would have been spectacular. Uh, three versus six with Brooklyn at six, okay. But yeah. to me, the four versus five. So I, I'm sad about that. Uh, I, the three top teams had a nice upgrade. I don't. I I think Milwaukee's most suspect because of Giannis, Giannis's inability to shoot the ball. Uh, I know how I would guard them, and I I think just like Waz is talking about what you can do against teams like a guy like Jokic and what teams did with Embiid last year. Uh, I think they're gonna, teams are going to build a wall. With just Giannis, his guy, uh, it's not going to be as effective because other guys can shoot and he can steamroll. If you get if he gets momentum to the rim, he's a problem, obviously. Uh, but still, they're fantastic buds, fantastic coach. Uh, I love the Meritage pickup, and their young guys are still getting better, Giannis included. Uh, I, I like how Wise put it. it. 
I, I right now would not tell you any one team is going to win the East. You got to play the games and any of those teams can beat someone else on the road and game in a game seven. So the seating doesn't mean as mean as that much. I'm just really happy. The East is going to have so much. It won't just be competitive, but bad. There's been some competitive games. In the East. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is going to be competitive and great. Yeah. Whereas in the West, it's going to be snooze city, Pretty much straight through. Although, uh, unless Corey hurts his ankle, that's the only. I was gonna say, if we get a one-eight Sacramento Warriors series, it's gonna be fun, but it's gonna be over quickly. Yeah, because it, it, Sacramento plays the third, I think, fastest pace in the league, and that's yeah. exactly what Golden State wants because they have way more talent. Right, uh, it'll be fun, but like I said, it's also a big benefit to go. Golden State is rooting for Sacramento to finish eighth because mm-hmm. as much as the the games might be a little more competitive because of the speed. They just don't have to travel, and, that, and it's saving all that energy yeah. they can bring in the next round. So, I, again, to me, everyone's just got to watch Curry's health all the time. Yeah. Also, I want to say, in, in as terrible and as boring as the Western Conference playoffs are going to be because of how good the Warriors are, when they no longer have KD or Boogie, these games are going to be competitive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. The, they're going to have a hard time getting back to the finals consistently. It ain't going to be Cakewalk City. When they lose no, definitely not. Right. the summer, right. the whole league opens back up and yeah. we're back open for business championship-wise. So, like I keep saying, I look forward to that day, guys. By the way, uh, <laughs> Oklahoma City um, is yeah. really good. Yeah. And they, they might be the team they that could actually— They a couple games in the finals. Yeah, they could actually give them some trouble. They're, oh, they're yeah. starting lineup that they're running out now with Westbrook— Ferguson, Paul George, Grant, and Adams is like play. They've played it like 551 minutes. It's like the third most used lineup in the league, uh, and they're like I don't know plus ten or something like that. It's it's crazy how good that lineup is. So um, it's not a foregone conclusion. I mean, it probably is, but like we might get a fun series if they if they face each other. Um, that's gonna be it for this week's show. Uh, thanks everybody who joined us on Twitch at Twitch tv slash count the dings uh thanks to jade for producing uh thanks for big waz for showing up for the last 30 minutes we really appreciate that always good to have a different perspective uh for coach thorpe i am dave defore and we will be back next week with more nerder she wrote <laughs>